I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Michelle Toller. With 15 years of experience in the financial and insurance industries and 10 years of experience in interior design and construction, she has an eye for designing the kind of risk management insurance lifestyle to best serve her clients. She works with Confluence Insurance to create the best tools and services to design a risk management insurance lifestyle capable of accommodating a range of experiences, circumstances, and need. For Michelle, it's about custom design, bespoke client experiences, and a tailored approach to risk management and insurance. She makes insurance exciting and engaging. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) I got questions. I have answers. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. I think that was everything. So first question is always the same. What was your first job? In, well, first job... I taught swimming lessons uh, to little kids and got my WSI certification. But the one that I probably enjoyed the most, Mm -hmm. which was kind of in tandem with that, is my mom's best friend owned a flower shop. Mm. And so I got to work in the flower shop. And I did that basically from elementary school, middle school, and then in high school it was super fun Mm -hmm. because I got to make all my own corsages and boutonnieres for my dates Mm -hmm. and kind of learned the background on floral and putting all that together. So the flower shop was really got to use my creativity Mm -hmm. and we did floral deliveries around town and got to meet people. And that was probably one of the best best jobs I've had Mm -hmm. um, working with the flowers and meeting the people. So is that why you decided to do interior design? (laughs) (laughs) No, I decided to do interior design. I I guess back in elementary school and middle school, you have career days. Mm -hmm. And of course, I wanted to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite know how to dress to be an attorney. (laughs) And then I wanted to be a psychologist. And I didn't really know how I would dress to look like a psychologist. So I chose an airline stewardess. My mom had an old red dress. And I tied a little thing around my neck. And we had some Delta wings. Mm -hmm. So I put that on. And was an airline stewardess for a career day and then somehow I got involved with um, an interior designer that was a mom's friend and just really thought what she was doing was cool Mm -hmm. so in seventh grade I made the decision that I was going to go to CSU in Fort Collins Mm -hmm. because they were one of the only fighter accredited Mm -hmm. interior design schools Mm -hmm. and one of my best friends lived up there she was four four and a half five years older and was Mm -hmm. uh, majoring in engineering at CSU so I'd take weekends and go up and spend time with her and then during the summers. And that kind of solidified that I was going to go into interior design and uh, awesome. do that up at CSU. You and I were at CSU at the same time. I know. We probably <laughs> crossed on the campus. We at least crossed paths a <laughs> couple going times. going from uh, the interior design up to the construction management. Yeah. And I always had all my drafting tools oh in a backpack. So I was usually schlepping through because I had a class. Uh, down south, which I can't remember what the building name was, and then I'd have to go all the way up to the construction management by the music, mm-hmm. and they were usually like a, there was a thirty-minute difference, and so I'm sure we passed. Sure, with me. we did because I took Tricking. class all over that thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be neat to rewind. Yeah, it would be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you get started in financial advising and insurance from there? Sure. That's a really good question. Uh, 
finished, went, obviously did school in interior design, and I have a background in construction management Mm -hmm. as well. Worked in the design and construction industry for five years. Uh, Was married, moved to Hawaii, worked Mm -hmm. for an architect over there, lived in Steamboat, worked for an architect there. And one day I just said, you know, there's got to be more. Um, I wasn't really doing the decorating part of Mm -hmm. design. I was more on the technical side of picking up red lines on drawings. programming, space planning, medical Mm -hmm. tenant finish, and wasn't really doing the, the, oh, pretty color finishes part. Mm -hmm. And in working with architects, because I wasn't an architect, I was proficient in AutoCAD and microstations. I was Mm -hmm. picking up a lot of red lines on drawings, Mm -hmm. but that meant I was sitting at the computer for, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day. I didn't have a standing computer. I didn't have my little (laughs) swivel board. And I just got tired of sitting at the computer. And one day I said, there's got to be something more. And so I worked with a company in Steamboat that did import-export out of uh, high-end import-export of novelty items out of England and Australia. And worked with them as an account executive and did all of their trade shows and kind of learned uh, invoicing and Mm -hmm. importing, exporting product. And then one day the owner came to me and she's like, I think you said you were proficient in AutoCAD and MicroStation. We want to start a product line. Would you draw Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking and we'll send it to China and get it made? Mm -hmm. So I did that with them for two years. Oh, that's funny. And one day, being the entrepreneur I am, I woke up and I was like, if these guys can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So left them and started my own furniture and rug design company and designed product on MicroStation or AutoCAD and would send it to China and China would make it and send it back to me. However, uh, sending samples back that aren't great samples is really expensive via UPS. Mm -hmm. So I got a really high UPS one bill one day and I was like, that's it. I'm going to China. So packed up my bags and went to China for two and a half weeks and toured factories mm-hmm. and met manufacturers mm-hmm. and got everything made. I did that for four four years. Oh, wow. And then I um, met up with a gentleman in Texas. His family does uh, had a furniture company, and we partnered for a while. And one day, I literally woke up in a Vietnamese hotel. I'd been sick and traveling every month out of the year mm-hmm. and kind of did that. <laughs> Like, where am I? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And decided... How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And had seen a lot of factories and just a lot of travel, and it was great. Some of the best experiences in my life. Mm-hmm. But missed being home, missed my family, friends, mm-hmm. um, being in America, mm-hmm. although Vietnam and China are so culturally rich but material poor Mm -hmm. yet they're sending everything here to the u.s so i decided i've got to make a change i had a ton of inventory sitting in a warehouse out on Mm i-70 sold all that inventory to a pretty well-known uh company and took a year off and said what am i gonna do Mm -hmm. what color is my parachute Mm -hmm. what what am i gonna do and went on to monster.com and started looking at different opportunities and I'm getting to how no, I got I into financial. It. No, I love it. <laughs> it's a whole, long. There is a whole story here. There's I a long roundabout it. way. So went on to Monster, started mm-hmm. interviewing, and I ended up filling out a survey for an insurance company. And the recruiter contacted me and said, "Have you ever thought about it? If we think you'd be really good." And I was like, "I have no financial background. I mm-hmm. barely balance my checkbook." 
insurance. I know I have it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to use it, mm-hmm. what it is. And she was like, just interview and mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. what it would be like. So I interviewed actually for six months because I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. after seven months, I joined a company and was with them for 11 years Oh wow! on the financial and insurance side. And 15 years later, I really haven't looked back and absolutely love what I do. It's left brain, right brain. Mm-hmm. I get to be analytical, which I really enjoy, but I get really creative with my clients as mm-hmm. well. They get a lot of stick figure drawings. Yeah, they get a lot like, of doodling yeah, on their... like puzzle pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Fitting puzzle pieces together. So kind of like the space planning and programming I was doing mm-hmm. in design, I just fit that into how does insurance fit into your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. You know, we all have to have it. Mm -hmm. It's required if you own a home, drive a car, have a business. Insurance premium is lost capital Mm -hmm. once you pay it. So I really try and work with clients to make it fun. And let's go through and really tailor it to what are you worried about? Mm -hmm. What are you at risk for? Where can you Mm self-insure? Where do you not feel comfortable self-insuring? Let's allocate premium dollars to what's important to you and then self-insure on the rest. I love it. Yeah. Um... So you just answered a bunch of my questions. So um, so what are some of the biggest mis- misconceptions you see with business owners and insurance? That if they make a claim, it's not going to be covered. Premiums are expensive. They just, they often don't understand what mm-hmm. they have. They'll mm-hmm. usually just get a policy and typically the premium isn't in line with what the coverage that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I do, be it personal or commercial lines, mm-hmm. I never want a client to hear, well, you're not covered or mm-hmm. that's not part of your policy. So mm-hmm. I almost go into too much detail mm-hmm. when I'm meeting with a client because that's your premium and that's your claim. And mm-hmm. we all know how stressful it is when it you're, is. when you have something happen, mm-hmm. be it in insurance or just in life in general, and you don't really understand how it's going to play out or how expensive it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if I can be a resource and a source of knowledge, mm-hmm. even if I don't get the business, I often work with clients just mm-hmm. as a coach or an advisor of, mm-hmm. here's what you have, here's what you're paying in premium. Mm-hmm. Your premium's not in line with what your coverage is or vice versa, your mm-hmm. coverage is really great, but your premium's really low. So maybe that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more threats, if you will, out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies, cybersecurity, identity That's theft, um, you know, flood, employee liabilities, mm-hmm. directors and officers. That's mm-hmm. on the commercial side. Mm-hmm. On the auto and home side, there's a lot of misnomers and people worry about liability on their home. Well, I don't see many people driving their home around mm-hmm. unless they live in an RV and that's They're, a whole other exposure. But, <laughs> right. You know, I've had a lot of high net worth clients carrying around state minimum. And I don't know if anyone knows what state minimum is. It's 25000 per person, 50000 per occurrence. Wow. That's not a lot. Mm-hmm. That's an ambulance. That's looking at an ambulance, basically. Mm-hmm. So really allocating your premium dollars to what's important to you and what's going to financially devastate or financially change mm-hmm. your lifestyle or your family's lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so insurance kind of gets a misnomer. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know. I have a great premium. But typically the coverage isn't that Mm -hmm. spectacular or vice versa. Or there's an allegiance towards a company, which I understand. Mm -hmm. Affinity discounts, I don't know if they're still out there. If you're with a company for a long time, I Mm -hmm. really think it comes down to the relationship with your advisor. Most of my clients, um, I'm not going to give you my Mm -hmm. cell phone number, but I'm kidding. Most of my cell phone, I'm joking. Most (laughs) of my clients have my cell phone. So Mm -hmm. I get texts or, hey, Michelle, Mm -hmm. I have a question. And 
I really want to be that resource to where you're reaching out to me mm-hmm. before you're calling that 1-800 number right, or that claims to get that personal it. touch so I can coach you through. Yeah, I think a lot of time with business owners, I find with, when I ask them the insurance questions, because yeah. I do, you know, I don't see enough premium or, you know, do you have your cyber insurance and things like that? And people are like, well, I don't really have any assets. You don't have assets, but <sighs> you have the ability to earn a wage. Yeah. And in most states they can garnish wages. Mm-hmm. Will it come to that? I'm, I'm not sure. It depends on the it liability. Depends, yeah. So you don't have assets, but your biggest asset is your ability to earn a wage. Right. And that can change your life mm-hmm. or someone's lifestyle. And just, you know, the burden of error, you cause an accident, mm-hmm. which is a sudden and accidental occurrence. You're mm-hmm. not out there driving your mm-hmm. car around and saying, who can I yeah. you know, hit today? I call it a blonde senior aha moment. Mm-hmm. We're all driving distracted. Mm-hmm. I, I, I admit, I drive distracted. I'm mm-hmm. a mom. I'm mm-hmm. working. I'm thinking about things, where yeah. I should vacation next, whatever yeah. it may be. And it takes one minute to change someone's life or your life. Mm-hmm. Why not? If you have to have the coverage, why not make sure you're just allocating premium to what's going to financially devastate you? And that that goes to your auto, your business mm-hmm. liability, personal liability. Yeah. We live in a litigious society. Right. Protect yeah. You know, and so in our industry, one of the big things is cybersecurity. Yeah. You know, that's one of our big concerns. That's one, you know, that's the thing that keeps me up at night um, because we have a lot of client data. Yeah. Yeah, it takes two seconds, and even the larger companies are getting breached. It's really mm-hmm. easy. Well, and cybersecurity also covers ransomware, mm-hmm. which is becoming even more yeah. of a thing. People can get into your computer, and they'll hold your information mm-hmm. and clients' ransom yeah. unless you pay them. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather say, hey, insurance company, I'm going to transfer that risk to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have tens of hundreds of thousand mm-hmm. dollars yeah. sitting in an account. I'm doing what I can on my end. Yeah, yeah. But if something happens, yeah, you know, we're I, doing... I want to know that that's there and I have covered. some stop gaps and some coverage to where someone's going to step in and mm-hmm. help me with those circumstances mm-hmm. or whatever it may be that comes about. Yeah, it's really interesting. So the IRS now requires us to say that we have cybersecurity policies. That's interesting. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so that's actually part of our renewals this year. So sure. we have to renew our prepare tax ID number every year. Yeah. Our PTINs. And you have to say, yes, I have policies. Yes, I have insurance. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Because they have to – because if anything happens, I have to go to the local authorities and I have to go to the IRS. And we all know nothing's certain but death and taxes on the right. IRS is, is the you final know, letting rule. the IRS know what happened because they have to mitigate on their end. They right? do. Because people yeah. could be filing tax returns exactly. through our systems or, you know, there's a lot of different ways companies have been breached. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You see it everywhere in, in my industry, in your industry. Mm-hmm. Doctors mm-hmm. are at risk. Mm-hmm. Dentists. Anyone that holds client information, mm-hmm. which if you own a business, you mm-hmm. basically have client information. You may not always have social security numbers mm-hmm. or driver's license, mm-hmm. but typically there's enough information for someone if they really want to take it. I was just doing this yesterday. So I did a little class yesterday, and there was one where they breached their MailChimp. Yep. And then they were sending... Yeah. Emails through that. Just the email addresses is enough to create an issue. Sure. And identity theft. And, you know, I try and be vigilant in my own email, Mm -hmm. but I've even received phone calls and emails. And I'm like, is this for real? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, I've been arrested. Yeah. (laughs) Warrants. And the IRS is coming to seize my. And those, but I could see um, we 
you know, there's some things when I was in the financial world, like elder abuse is huge. Mm. And I'm of sound mind and body, but mm. sometimes I get those phone calls and I'm like, well, gosh, am I in trouble? Mm -hmm. So just looking at that, um, insurance can be across many mm -hmm. avenues. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, not always as what you think of old school insurance. Mm -hmm. I think insurance is evolving mm -hmm. as society and technology is evolving as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are kind of stuck back in the 1980s insurance. Mm -hmm. Well, they're, well, my parents had this company. Mm -hmm. I have this company. Some of the agents are probably still around, <laughs> maybe working their book of business, but yeah. they're really not being getting advice or consultative services mm -hmm. around, which I'd rather have someone have really good coverage, save a lot in premium, mm -hmm. go on vacation, go yeah. do something, go do something fun Sleep with that. Better. Put it in a cookie jar, mm -hmm. take the kids out do whatever take your spouse mm -hmm. friend significant other partner mm -hmm. out yeah once you pay that premium and if the coverage isn't great you've lost that you've lost that premium and that's money gone. lost so mm -hmm. let's make it fun let's put where your risk needs to be covered mm -hmm. and then let's save that money or work with a financial advisor to reinvest and earn mm -hmm. more than yeah. what you're getting. It's really interesting. You know, things have evolved and the type of coverages we need has evolved mm -hmm. and other, some things could put you easily in debt, like a car accident or, you know, a medical situation. Yeah. And there's ways we can mitigate all of that. Hopefully, there There's in, there's insurance for everything. There's pet insurance, there's travel insurance, there's, it just, what is your risk appetite? Mm -hmm. What do you worry about at night? Mm -hmm. And there's probably something that we could get insurance for yeah. on that if That's it's really important enough. And definitely make sure, you know, I look risk reward. How mm -hmm. much am I paying in premium? How much am I getting in coverage? Mm -hmm. If I had a catastrophic accident, how much would I be covered? And how much am I paying for that? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I work with clients. And I love to go line by line through policies. Here's our risk and reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what types of insurance um, are critical for business owners? Definitely, uh, depending on the business and if it's a service-based business, B2B, B2C, mm -hmm. uh, general liability typically mm -hmm. is huge. And it's usually a business owner policy if you're a small company. Mm -hmm. Those are really easy to get. And you mm -hmm. get your liability, you get your business personal property. Because mm -hmm. if you have computers and printers and mm -hmm. the stuff that you've worked so hard to acquire. Mm -hmm. And then uh, cybersecurity is typically on that anymore. Um Employee dishonesty, if you have employees or not, mm. if you're on a not-for-profit, directors and officers is extremely important. And employee dishonesty, again, or employee liability, um, it depends if you have autos or employees driving for mm -hmm. your company. No, that's a big There's one. typically an auto fleet, and that can be expensive. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have gone to using telematics, mm -hmm. so it's no longer like overall rated. They'll actually look at and rate the company different versus um, auto insurance for commercial lines can be really expensive. Mm -hmm. And so there's different ways that our companies are, again, mm -hmm. evolving and making it more user friendly. Same thing with mm -hmm. personal lines insurance. There's telematics out there that mm -hmm. literally you put an app on your phone and they offer certain discounts, which mm -hmm. is helpful. So mm -hmm. sometimes business owners muddy the waters and mm -hmm. they're like oh i just have a personal policy yet a lot of your exposures on the business side mm -hmm. which on personal lines policies the policy specifically excludes business. most business activities mm -hmm. and business personal property mm -hmm. if not there's really low limits and your deductible usually 
eats up those limits anyways. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business owner, business and personal need to be separate. And I'm sure you preach to this to your <laughs> clients as well. Yeah. Your personal credit card is not your business credit card. Your, your business, personal checking account exactly. is not your business the, and vice versa. So creating that delineation and separate separation mm -hmm. of that and making sure that you have your business exposures covered mm -hmm. as long as you as well as your personal lines yeah. covered. Um you know one one that's really big for us is professional liability. Mm -hmm. Um huge. You and, know. And I've used mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had to call them and be like this is going on with a client and they've got lawyers on the back end going this is what you need to do this is how we handle these things thanks for letting us know yeah um and what i love about my professional liability insurance and i'm sure a lot of them do this but if i give them a heads up on something before it becomes an actual issue mm -hmm. like if i know about it yeah. and i give them a heads up on it they won't do anything to my premiums they'll give me all the coverage i need they'll yeah. take care of the lawyers they take care of everything for us yeah they're like, thanks for giving us a heads up on this. Brings <laughs> up a huge point again, and I know we both really uh -huh. preach proactive. Just, yeah, just be proactive in life in general. Mm -hmm. Don't be reactive because mm -hmm. coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm -hmm. I wish I woulda mm -hmm. is far too late by the time you get to that point. Yeah. If you can be proactive and even call me or, hey, Michelle, mm -hmm. I now have a teenager driving or we're thinking of doing this or mm -hmm. we're doing this mm -hmm. or I'm going to get this business or this employee is unhappy. Mm -hmm. It's far easier to walk through it and talk about it before we're end. having to react to it. Yeah. This I mean, this just this this was just some client stuff. And I just was like. I should probably call my insurance because, <laughs> <What, laughs> like, you know, my clients are like, yeah, we're, you know, we're each getting a lawyer. And I was like. I should probably call my insurance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to try to drag me into this. I don't know what's going on. I literally have no idea. Yeah. But I'm just going to let my insurance know. Well, you're already paying premium and yeah. you're a resource. And mm -hmm. ha having that and being able to do probably puts you a little bit more at ease. Because oh, totally you get that. Does. And anytime you hear lawyers or this, yeah. or, and you're just not sure. And that's not your specialty. Yeah. You know, I reach out to my underwriters all the time. I've been in the industry long enough. I reach out to peers mm -hmm. all the time. Like, hey, I have this situation. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Or right. have you came across this right. before? Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. Right. But why not use, you're already paying a premium yeah. for it. Same thing on health insurance, your financial advisor, mm -hmm. your tax advisor, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, use those resources before mm -hmm. you get yourself, before you give yourself your own advice. You <laughs> are preaching to the choir right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why didn't you call us? <laughs> yeah. Um, so insurance is usually seen as a cost. How can it be an asset? Oh, good question. Uh, again, being proactive and really understanding your coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some that give back um, dividends. Mm -hmm. There's some that give back accident forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I, I can't confirm. Give or take, I think you're paying for that mm -hmm. on the end. Mm -hmm. Back end, it's baked in cost somewhere. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So Again, I think you can turn it into an asset by having a relationship with a trusted advisor, mm -hmm. someone that you can call to mm -hmm. consult with mm -hmm. when your life changes or your business mm -hmm. life changes or your lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. um, also, to making sure your premium dollars are being used mm -hmm. to appropriate coverage. Uh, and understanding and then, what that coverage is. And understanding what that coverage is. So when you get in that accident or something happens – you don't have that sinking feeling. You already know. And of course, there's still going to be a discovery mm -hmm. on top of that because not every occurrence is the same, mm -hmm. but at least you'd have a general idea. And, you know, take that premium dollar that you're using, put it towards what is really going to 
cause financial devastation. Mm -hmm. And then take those premium dollars from a previous policy, if we're able to allocate premium better, mm -hmm. and put it into a slush fund, mm -hmm. put it into a mutual fund, yeah, you know, on the financial side. Mm -hmm. And that could be your rainy day asset mm -hmm. where you've self-insured, you have higher deductibles, higher limits, you mm -hmm. know what the exposure is, mm -hmm. but you're not losing money on paying premium in case of what if, or, mm -hmm. oh, well, I have a great premium and you know crappy coverage or I have really really high coverage that just doesn't make sense for some of your exposures mm -hmm. but you're still paying premium on that because I know a lot of people set it and forget it mm -hmm. you you know it comes through it's automatically deducted just, yeah or just basis. automatically renews unless there's a massive increase or something happens most people don't review and I say you know every year is good if mm -hmm. not every two years mm -hmm. just sit down and review your policy mm -hmm. if you're working with a company that has a captive agent situation maybe shop it through a brokerage maybe look around just always have the conversation and be a little vigilant mm -hmm. on what that is or get a good advisor that's going to sit with you and really understand your risks mm -hmm. and that you're going to feel comfortable texting or picking up the phone and saying hey this this and this has changed mm -hmm. or i'd like to look at this whatever oh, it may awesome. be um all right so before i ask my last question what is the easiest way for people to find you <laughs> Uh, definitely, I need to increase my social media presence. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that a while <laughs> for a fine. while when I was doing the financial advising and got a lot of great feedback. So mm -hmm. definitely on LinkedIn, Facebook. Okay. Yeah, and um, we'll link everything in the description box. Yeah, yeah. On there, LinkedIn, uh, I have my Facebook business page, Instagram, uh, email. I do some networking events, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what it is. And then you know, just through networking, through yeah. individuals such as yourself that uh -huh. I enjoy yeah. uh, talking to. And mm -hmm. usually those clients fall in line and we mm -hmm. probably work with similar people. Awesome. So finding trust in relationships with CPAs, mortgage mm -hmm. lenders, um, whoever it may be, everyone has to have auto and home insurance. Right. So that's awesome. So I know I think I, ha I think I know you're going to answer this, but what is the one thing every business owner should review with their insurance today? It's the one thing they need to go look at. When they're uh, business, so commercial insurance is different. Mm -hmm. It's not good to move midterm. Right. Look at what your renewal date is and set that on your calendar. Mm -hmm. And whenever your renewal date is a month before, reach out to me. Yeah. And let's let's just have the conversation. If anything, mm -hmm. I can audit it or advise. Or if you really have a great relationship with someone, but you just want a second opinion, mm -hmm. show me your declaration pages and mm -hmm. we'll go through and I'll make some observations mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is really great. Or maybe mm -hmm. you want to have these talking points yeah. with who you're currently working with. Yeah, it's having that conversation about what's happening through business, what's happening personally, mm -hmm. like really just taking that and then applying the proper insurance to what needs to happen there. Yeah, yeah. So things change. They do, daily basis, minute by minute. <laughs> personal lines is a little bit different. You mm -hmm. can change You can change at any time, mm -hmm. and any unused premium is always prorated back mm -hmm. to you. Commercial, there is typically one year mm -hmm. uh, the policy stays in force, mm -hmm. and then if you can, start shopping renewal before that, especially if you have workman's comp and like a whole insurance package. Mm -hmm. It's best to shop the package previous, the month prior, oh, before your renewal. Because yeah. uh, it, it can, there can be not only, you know, insurance, Insurance isn't just about premium. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, well, I have a great premium. What's my cost? Yeah. It's not just about cost. It's <sighs> the coverage on the other side that's really important, too. And then let's get those two to meet mm -hmm. and make sure your coverage and your cost and your premium are in line with what your expectations are. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jamie.
<laughs> Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.